This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. Welcome back to another Gilmy Talks Cryptid, and here is the one that has been asked about, messaged about, and probably the number one cryptid in the world right now, the one, the only, Bigfoot. So, here we go, guys. Bigfoot, also commonly referred to as Sasquatch, but I I prefer, prefer I do prefer the Bigfoot term over Sasquatch because... It does rhyme with ass, ass crotch and, you know, makes makes me chuckle. But Sasquatch is a purported, purported ape-like creature said to inhabit the forests of North America. Many dubious articles has been offered in attempts to prove the existence of Big, Bigfoot, including claims and known or admitted hoaxes. Tales of wild, hairy humanoids exist throughout the entire world throughout the entire world. Such creatures even appear in folklore of North America, including the mythologies of our indigenous peoples. Bigfoot is an icon within the fringe subculture of cryptozoology and an enduring element of popular culture. The majority of mainstream scientists have historically discounted the existence of Bigfoot, considering it to be a result of a combination of folklore, misidentification, and hoaxes, rather than a living animal. Folklorists trace the phenomenon of Bigfoot to a combination of factors and sources including indigenous cultures, the European wild man figure, and folk tales, wistful thinking, a cultural increase in environmental concerns, and overall societal awareness of the subject has been cited as additional factors. Other creatures of relatively similar descriptions are alleged to inhabit various regions throughout the world, such as the skunk ape of the southeastern United States, the Almas, Yuren, Yeti, and the Australian Yowie, all of which, like Bigfoot, are ingrained in the cultures of their regions. Let's go to a little bit of the description, shall we? Bigfoot is most often often described as a large, muscular, and bipedal ape-like creature covered in black, dark brown, dark reddish hair. Descriptions estimate a height of roughly 1.8 to 2.7 meters, for my American friends, that's 6 to 9 feet, with some descriptions having the creature standing as tall as 3 to 4.6 meters, 10 to 15 feet. And the difference in sizing is... A big issue, I, I, I think, because also first-handy accounts of Bigfoot would be quick, terrifying, and you would run. And when you have something even six feet be tall behind you, if you're on some kind of slope, that thing is going to look huge. Because, you know. And some alleged observations describe Bigfoot as more man-like with reports of a human-like face. In 1971, multiple people in the Dallies, Oregon, filed a police report describing an overgrown ape, and one of the men claimed to have sighted the creature in the scope of, of his rifle, but could not bring himself to shoot it because it looked more human than animal. 
Common descriptions also include broad shoulders, no visible neck, long arms with skeptics described as likely misidentification of a bear standing upright. Some alleged nighttime sightings have stated that the creature's eyes glowed yellow or red. However, eye shine is not present in humans or any other known apes. And so proposed explanations for observable eye shine off the ground in the forest include owls, raccoons, and possums perched in foliage. Michael Rugg, owner of the Bigfoot Discovery Museum in Northern California, claims to have smelled a Bigfoot, stating, Imagine a skunk that has rolled over in a dead animal and had hung around the garbage pits. The enormous footprint... Those are my noises I make when I mess up words. <laughs> the enormous footprints for which the creature is named are claimed to be as large as 610 millimeters, or 61 centimeters, or 24 inches long, for my, my lovely American listeners, and 200 millimeters wide, so about 8 inches. And for a guy who has size 13s, these are some big feet, because my foot would be lost in something that big. Some footprints casts have also contained claw, claw marks, making it likely that they came from known animals, such as bears, which have five toes and claws. The history of Bigfoot. I got it, got it kind of broken down into three, three areas here. I got it, the indigenous and early records, the origin of the Bigfoot name, and other historic uses of Bigfoot. And with the indigenous uh, history here, I'm going to be as respectful as I, I, as I can, guys, because some of the words I'm going to going to mess up. Many of the indigenous cultures across North American uh, across the North American continent include tales of mysterious hair-covered creatures living in forests. And according to anthropologist David Deling, these legends existed long before contemporary reports of Bigfoot. These stories differed in their details both regionally and between families in the same community. On the Tuol River Indian Reservation in Central California, petroglyphs created by a tribe of Yokuts at a site called Painted Rock are alleged to have by some to depict a group of Bigfoot called the Family. The local tribespeople called the largest of the glyphs Hairy Man, and they estimate estimated to be between 500 and 1,000 years old. The 16th century Spanish explorers and Mexican settlers in California told tales of Los Vigiante Oscura, or Dark Watchers, large creatures alleged to stalk their camps at night. In the region that is now Mississippi, a French Jesuit priest was living with the Natchez in 19, sorry, in 1721, and reported stories of hairy creatures in the forest known to scream loudly and steal livestock. That's the one thing about all Bigfoot sightings. You can hear the screams and theft, or throwing rocks, or clapping trees together, two big sticks to make noise so you stay away. The stealing livestock, though, if they are a hunting, if they're an omnivore animal, that does also make a sense. Ecologist 
Robert Pyle argues that most cultures have accounts of human-like giants in their folk history explore, expressing a need for some larger-than-life creature. Each language had its own name for the creature featured in the local version of such legends. Many names mean something along the lines of wild man or hairy man, although other names describe common actions that it is said to perform, such as eating clams, shaking trees. Chief Michel of the Nalaka Pam Ux at Leighton, British Columbia, told such a story to Charles Hill Tout in 1898. He named the creature a Salishan variant, meaning wild man or Sasquatch. Members of the Lumi, the Lumi tell tales about creatures known as Tess M. Quas. The stories are similar to each other's in general descriptions, but details drifted among various family accounts concerning the creature's diet and activity. Some regional ver versions tell of more threatening creatures, where an as in the Kwai Kwai Ya, were a nocturnal race, and children were warned against staying, saying the names so that the monsters would not come and carry them off to be killed. The Iroquois tell of an aggressive hair-covered giant with rock-hard skin, known as Atne Yahe, or Stone Giant, more commonly referred to as Geno Squaw. In 1847, Paul Kane reported stories by the natives about Skokums, a race of cannibalistic wild men living on the peak of Mount St. Helens in southern Washington, also related to the area, was an alleged incident in 1924 in which a violent encounter between a group of gold prospectors and a group of ape men occurred. These allegations were reported in July 16, 1924, issues of the Oregonian and have become a popular piece of Bigfoot lore. With the area now being referred to as Ape Canyon, U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt, in his 1893 book, The Wilderness Hunter, writes of a story where he, told, he was told by an elderly mountain man named Bowman, in which a foul-smelling bipedal creature ransacked his beaver trap in camp, stalked him, and later became hostile when it fatally broke his companion's neck in the wilderness near the Idaho-Montana border. Roosevelt notes that Bowman appeared fearful while telling the story, but attributed the trapper's folkloric German ancestry to potentially influenced him. Less menacing versions have also been recorded, such as one by Reverend Elkhenna, Walker from 1840. Walker was a Protestant missionary who rec recorded stories of giants among the natives living near Spokane, Washington. That's right in the middle of Squatch, Sasquatch territory. Or as the paranormal dads say, that's a very squatchy area. If you haven't checked out that podcast, it's one of my, my personal favorite guys. Go check it out. These giants were said to live on and around the peaks of the nearby mountains stealing salmon from the fishermen's nets, or going for the easy, easy hunt. 
Origin of the Bigfoot name. In 1958, Jerry Crew, a logging company bulldozing operator in Humboldt County, California, discovered a set of strange human-like 16-inch long human-like footprints sunk deep in the mud in in the Six Rivers National Forest. Upon informing his co-workers, many claimed to have seen similar tracks on previous sites as well as telling of odd incidents such as an oil drum weighing 450 pounds having been moved without explanation. The logging company men soon began utilizing the term Bigfoot to describe the mysterious culprit. Crew, who initially believed someone was playing a prank on them, once again observed more of these numerous massive footprints and contacted reporter Andrew Ginzoli of the Humboldt Times newspaper. Ginzoli interviewed lumber workers and wrote articles about the mysterious footprints, introducing the name Bigfoot in relation to the tracks of the local tales of large hairy men. A plaster cast was made of the footprints and crew appeared holding one of the casts. On the front page of the newspaper in October 6, 1958, the story spreads rapidly as Ginzoli's Ginzoli began to receive correspondence from major media outlets, including the New York and Los Angeles Times. As a result, the term Bigfoot became widespread as a reference to apparently large unknown creature, leaving massive footprints in Northern California. In 2002, the family of the crew's deceased co-workers, Ray Wallace, stated that their father has been secretly making large footprints with carved wooden feet and was responsible for the, for the tracks. Despite the Wallace family statement, Willow Creek and Humboldt County are considered by some to be the Bigfoot capital of the world. Other historic uses of Bigfoot. In 1830s, a wine, Wyandotte chief was nicknamed Bigfoot due to his significant size, strength, and large feet. Known as Chief Bigfoot, is today's synonymous with the area of Walworth County, Wisconsin, and has a state park and school named for him. William A. A. Wallace, a former 19th century Texas Ranger, was nicknamed Bigfoot due to his large feet, and today has a town named after him, Bigfoot, Texas. Lakota leader Spotted Elk was also called Chief Bigfoot. In the late 19th and early, if early 20th centuries, at least two Enormous marauding grizzly bears were widely noted in the press, and each nicknamed Bigfoot. The first grizzly bear called Bigfoot was reportedly killed near Fresno, California in 1895 after killing sheep for 15 years. His weight was estimated to be 2,000 pounds. The second one was active in Idaho in the 1890s and 1900s between Snake and Salmon Rivers, and supernatural powers were attributed to it. Sightings. According to Live Science, there have been over 10,000 reported Bigfoot sightings in the continental U.S. About one-third of all these claims of Bigfoot sightings are located in the Pacific Northwest, with the remaining reports spread throughout the rest of North America. Most reports are considered mistakes or hoaxes, even by those researchers who claim that Bigfoot exists. That's the thing. There is a lot of hoaxes, guys. But I think big. I personally think big Bigfoot's out there, and I. I would rather live in a world where he can exist than to not.
because I know odds are likely he probably doesn't, but I like to believe he does. Sightings predominantly occur in the northwestern regions of Washington, Oregon, North California, and British Columbia. Other prominent areas of supposed sightings include the rural area of the Great Lakes region and southeastern United States, according to data collected from the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organizations, BFRO. Bigfoot Sighting Database in 2019, Washington, had over 2,000 reported sightings. California, 1,600. Pennsylvania, 1,300. New York and Oregon, just over 1,000. And Texas, at over 800. People don't understand how big Texas actually is, though. And that... There could be Sasquatch all over that state. The debate over the legitimacy of Bigfoot sighting reached a peak in the 1970s, and Bigfoot has been regarded as the first widely popularized example of pseudoscience in American culture. Many regions have differentiating names for the creature. In Canada, the name Sasquatch is widely used, although often interchangeably with the name Bigfoot. The United States have both of these names and also numerous names of descriptions of the creature depending on the region and area where they were sighted. This includes the skunk ape in Florida and other southern states, grass man in Ohio, the Fuok monster in Arkansas, wood booger in Virginia, the monster of Whitehall in Whitehall, New York, Momo in Missouri, Honey Island Swamp Monster in Louisiana, Dewey Lake Monster in Michigan, the Big Muddy Monster in Southern Illinois, the Old Man of the Mountain in West Virginia. The term wood ape is also used by some as a means to devi- deviate from the perceived mythical, the mythical reasons surrounding the name Bigfoot. Other names include Bushmen, Treemen, and Wildman, because he has a lot of names, a lot of different places, a lot of, a lot of circumstantial evidence is around this guy. Hey guys, I just want to drop some huge news here. The OIW Podcasting Network, including myself, we're doing a panel at the Anime North Convention this year, this Sunday, July 17th at noon, in the Toronto Room, Panel 3, inside the Delta Hotel, because this place is so big, it's taking over multiple buildings for this convention. It's huge, it's crazy, and we're going to be there. I'm so happy. We are doing... Pro Wrestling in Japan, it's going to be more a history talk, talk about it. And we have a special guest, the Bloodstained Hurricane himself from New Frontier Pro Wrestling. Jesse Amato is joining us on the panel. And it's going to be absolutely amazing. Myself, Curtis Rich, and others are going to be there. And I hope to see you there as well. There's alleged behavior alleged vocalizations, and alleged encounters. So many encounters, guys. I'm just going to pick a few, but the behavior is what I'm very, very cool. Some, I think the behavior thing is really cool. Some Bigfoot researchers allege that Bigfoot throws rocks as territorial displays and for communications. Other alleged behaviors include audible blows struck against trees or wood knocking, Further alleged to be communicative, skeptics argue that these behaviors are easily hoaxed. Well, yeah, they are. Additionally, structures of broken and twisted foliage seemingly placed in specific areas have been attributed to some Bigfoot behavior. 
In some reports, large pole, pine, and other small trees have been absorbed, bent, uprooted, or stacked in patterns, such as weaved or crisscrossed, leading some to theorize that they are potential territorial markings. Some instances have also included entire deer skeletons being suspended high in trees in Washington state. A team of amateur Bigfoot researchers called the Olympic Project claimed to have discovered a collection of nests, and they had primologists study them, with the conclusion being they appear to have been created by a primate. Hmm, interesting. Many alleged sightings are reported to occur at night, leading to some speculations that the creatures may possess nocturnal tendencies, which would make a lot of sense. However, experts find such behavior untenable in a supposed ape or human-like creature, also known as apes, including humans, are diurnal, dire, diurnal with only lesser primates exhibiting nocturnal behaviors. Most anadokio sightings of Bigfoot describe the creature allegedly observed as a solitary, although some reports have described groups being allegedly observed together. The vocalizations. Go on YouTube, guys. Find some of these. They're absolutely terrifying. Howls, screams, moans, grunts, whistles, and even a form of supposed language have been reported. Some of these alleged vocalization recordings have been analyzed by individuals such as U.S. Navy cryptologic linguist Scott Nelson. He analyzed audio recordings from the early 1970s, said to be recorded in the Sierra Nevada mountains, dubbed as the Sierra Sounds, and stated it is definitely a language. It is definitely not human in or origin, and it could not have been faked. Les Stroud has spoken of strange vocalizations he heard in the wilderness while filming Survivor Man that he stated sounded primate in origin. Others argue that the source of the sound attributed to Bigfoot are either hoaxes or likely misidentified and produced by known animals such as wolves, owls, coyotes, and foxes. Where personally, I know what some of those sound like and the Sierra, the... I really recommend checking out the Sierra sounds because it does sound like language. Alleged encounters. A story from the Battle of Ape Canyon with the miners again. Uh, dubious tales of Albert Osman, a Canadian prospector who stated that he was kidnapped and held captive by a family of Bigfoot for six days in 1924 in Tobo Inlet, British Columbia. In 2021, Hulo documents documentary series Sasquatch describes marijuana farmers telling stories of Bigfoots harassing and killing people within the Emerald Triangle region of the 1970s through the 90s, and specifically the alleged murders of three migrant workers in 1993. Invest investigative journalist David Holthouse attributes the stories to illegal drug op operations using the local Bigfoot lore to scare away competition, specifically superstitious Im immigrants, and the high rate of murder and missing persons in the area. In the area is attributed to human actions. There also have been reports of dogs allegedly being killed by Bigfoot in the early 1990s. 911 audio recordings were made public in which a homeowner in Kitsap County, Washington called law enforcement 
for assistance with a large subject described by him as being all in black having entered in his backyard he previously reported to law enforcement that his dog was killed recently when it was thrown over his fence anthropologist jeffrey meldrum notes that any large predatory animal is potentially dangerous to humans specifically if provoked but indicates that most anecdotal accounts of bigfoot encounters result in the creature hiding or fleeing from people some amateur researchers have reported the creature moving or taking possession of intentional gifts left by humans, such as food and jewelry, and leaving items in their place, such as rocks or twigs. Skeptics argue that many of these alleged humans' interactions are easily hoaxed, the results of misidentification or, or outright fabric fabrications. Proposed explanations. Various explanations have been suggested for sightings and to offer conjecture on what existing animals have been misidentified in supposed sightings of Bigfoot. Scientists typically attribute sightings either to hoaxes or to misidentifications or known animals in their tracks, particularly black bears. Whoa, I'm just looking at some, just looking through some, uh, wow, there is a lot of, lot on Bigfoot, guys, because there are hoaxes, and lots of famous hoaxes, lots of famous this. Now, do you guys think Bigfoot is an extinct hominid? Giganthrolopithecus? Like, this is the one I... Well, with gi- giganthro... Giganthropithecus. Bigfoot proponents, Grover Kranz and Jeffrey H. Byrne, both believe that Bigfoot could be a relict population of the extinct Southeast Asian ape species, Giganthropithecus blackie. According to Byrne, blackie may have followed the many other species of animals that migrated across the Bering, Bering Land Bridge to the Americas. To date, no Giganthropithecus fossils have been found in America. In Asia, the only recovered fossils have been mandibles and teeth, leaving uncertainty about uh, G. Blackie's locomotion. Kratz has argued that G. Blackie could have been bipedal based on the extrolation and shape of the mandible. However, the relevant part of the mandible is not present in any fossils. The more popular view is that G. Blackie was quadrupedal, and its enormous mass would have made it difficult to adopt a bipedal gait. The trouble with this account is that I'm just going to call it Giganto, guys. <laughs> Giganto was not 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 a hominid, and maybe not even a crown group a hominid. Yet the physical evidence implies that Bigfoot is an upright biped with buttocks and a long snout, permanently abducted hallux. Thus the Homin anthropes not found in other mammals or other bipeds. It seems un- unlikely that Giganto would have evolved these uniquely, uniquely hominin traits in parallel. Bernard G. Campbell writes that Giganto is, in fact, extinct and has been questioned by those who believed it survived as a yeti of the Himalayas and the Sasquatch of Northwest American coast. But 
evidence for these creatures is not convincing. Now, I have heard many things. Some suggest that Bigfoot is the evolution of the Neanderthal, Homo erectus, Homo heidelbergensis. I'm horrible with Latin, Latin names, guys. He's an extinct species or subspecies of archaic human which existed during the Middle Plestino. It was subsumed as a subspecies of Homo erectus in 1950, but towards the end of the century, it was more classified as its own. And there are so many big fossils and big bones and stuff like this. Like recently, they even found a giant skull that might be connected to Bigfoot. It has a crest on it, and this is like within the past week and and yes it does does it defy all logic that there is a population of these things sufficient to keep them going but also what it takes to maintain any species especially a long-lived species is you got to have a breeding population that requires a substantial number spread out over a fairly wide area and where they can find sufficient food and shelter to keep hidden from all the investigators but here's the thing about Bigfoot. Is he really part of us? Does he live on a plane of existence that he can go from one universe to the other? Because when there's always Bigfoot sightings, there's always UFO sightings and lights in the sky. And so who knows if Bigfoot could be an alien. Bigfoot could be something from us that evolved differently. There are so many cultures and human history that we don't know because we only started writing 5,000 years ago and human history goes back over 200,000 years. This is where I'm going to leave off on Bigfoot, which I will be getting back to because there is just so much information on this guy. But in a world where make-believe and imagination are slowly dying in my opinion i like to think that bigfoot's real just because it's fun and going out and whether it's bigfoot dogman any cryptozoology thing that you want to follow you want to look for i hope you find it and i'll, I'll talk to you on the next one guys